welcome all to the TPM podcast. This is a special edition, if you will, uh, that we're calling Behind the Mic. And today I'm here with Matt Almquist, guys. one of our beloved members. And we're just taking some time to kind of flesh out who we actually are, to introduce ourselves, to give a little bit of background and um, for listeners to understand who all is behind the mic every week. So Matt, do you want to just give us kind of your, give us your whole entire life story in less than three hours. Go. Less than three hours? Okay. (laughs) I can do that. Uh, More than three minutes, probably. Uh, So I am, I'm Matt Almquist. Uh, I helped uh, start TPM with Michael and Zach many years ago. That's not really true. A couple years ago, but it feels like ages, uh, another era of life back in college. Uh, I hail from Colfax, Wisconsin, a little farming town between Menominee and Eau Claire, if you know the area at all. And uh, that's the the life I knew until moving to the Twin Cities was being a part of a small town, a thousand people. Um, you have to, you know, go to 30 minutes away to get any groceries or things like that. Um, and then moved over to the cities for college, going to the U of M, studied engineering and fell in love with it. And so I've been here ever since. Awesome. And you want to give us just a little bit of kind of your story, your testimony, if you're well, of how you kind of came to know Jesus? Sure. Uh, so I was raised in a Christian house, which um, I know some people say that, some Christians say that almost apologetically, like I don't have this crazy big testimony coming to Jesus moment, but I'm not going to apologize about that. I think that's an incredible blessing to uh, to be brought up, being told about Jesus from a young age. Uh, and I'm, I'm super thankful for my parents, uh, having done that, but, um, I, there's like anyone has, there's a lot of different periods of your life where you hold different degrees of faith and, uh, how well you follow Christ. So I was super passionate about my faith when I was really young, uh, brought up in a very, um, involved church that, you know, all the members were very committed to mission work and to, um, you know, kind of being quote unquote radical for Christ. Uh, but then when I got to college, we transitioned churches and actually had a lot of conflict with a, a new church plant that led to a lot of, uh, pain for my family and, uh, conflict with the church that gave me a perfect excuse as a high schooler who is super disinterested in faith and following Jesus and taking that hard route. I took that as an excuse to say, you know, I'm just kind of done with this for now. I'm going to be a, a Christian, uh, on the back burner when, you know, I'll go to heaven someday, I'm sure. But in the middle bit, I'm not following God. Uh, so I took a probably a four-year hiatus from from that life until I got to college and went through a lot of uh, hard things, really, in, you know, within a series of months, which uh, if, if you guys get to know me at all or already know me, you know that I'm not naturally a very emotional guy. But I had a lot of things happen that led me to Within months of showing up at the U of M, I went into like an emotional breakdown, which I never had before. And it was super confusing. Uh, but it, it you know, kind of just opened up that view just enough to show me that I'm not perfect. I'm actually extremely flawed. And I, um, if I take a deep dive at it, I'm not capable of, of doing anything I need to do to get through this life and say that I'm a good person. Uh, so I turned to Christ and I, I committed my life to him and I've been chasing him hard ever since. Yeah, praise God for that. That's awesome. Um, 
to go back to your small town upbringing, any good like tractor stories or? <laughs> Sorry, uh, this felt like I had to. No, okay, not a ton. It's uh, <laughs> there. There were people who drove their tractors to school, though. There we go. Funny. That's what I wanted. I there, wanted something like that. There's at least nothing that's arable. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So, what do you do now? Like, what's kind of your your deal? What do you do for work? What are your hobbies? Ooh, good question. I'm a project manager. Well, right now, it's in the um, architectural design and construction. Uh, industries um, so that's that's super interesting getting to interact with tons of people every day and um, work at a, on a global scale I travel a ton for work um, back and forth mostly to Thailand uh, my wife Lauren was gracious enough to do a little stint over in Thailand with me for about six months last year uh, and we've just come back recently um, so I'm still traveling a lot but um, so I'm a project manager and in the times that I'm not working uh, I love to bike uh, which makes me super excited for summer. Uh, anything outdoors, hiking, fishing, um, I'm, I'm game for it. Sweet. So <clears throat> part of the idea behind these behind-the-mic interviews is to um, uh, give listeners a better idea of who we are. And obviously this is Theology of Plain Men, and Matt is, I can attest, a very plain man. The most plain. In the, been but in the best way, told. really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the most plain. <laughs> Um, but then the other half, of course, of our title is um, theology. And so, you know, the whole idea is that we are normal people who believe that, you know, theology is important to, to, um, to our daily lives, that understanding God is important to everything that we do. So, Matt, I just want to ask you, what is a, an element of theology? Maybe it's a book or a, broadly a topic that has really hit home for you, that is kind of your go-to thing? So there, there are so many places I could go with this, but I, I remember distinctly uh, when I was between my freshman and sophomore years of, of college, and uh, I was on a mission trip to North Myrtle Beach with crew, uh, a campus ministry. I, somehow or another, I found, I found the YouTube video. It was a, uh, a sermon jam by our, our boy John Piper and it was called the supremacy of Christ and uh, it takes his whole he had like an hour and a half long sermon uh, just talking about why is Christ supreme above all things and boils it down and puts it to some epic you know tunes behind it to make you get real emotional and well up inside uh, which, which takes a lot for me to do uh, I was just blown away because he just spends you know I mean shortened in the sermon jam but it just talks like for 20 minutes about why is he supreme above, you know, terrorism and disaster and, uh, you know, cancer, but also over every small aspect of things that we can hope for and care about and feel loved by. Um, and this was a whole new way to think about God that I never considered. You know, I, I took the traditional ideas of, you know, God's my father and yeah, he's a creator. Um, but I, I never really understood what that meant day to day for him to be above us and, uh, for him to be sovereign. So that, that was a whole new idea to me. And it literally has changed everything about the way I view God. Every one of his attributes from his personhood to um, how he interacts with us is shaped through the lens of God's sovereignty. And that's led me on, uh, you know, many years now uh, down toward kind of more of a reform side of theology of understanding that God is supreme and he's sovereign over all things. And that is something that scares people at first pass because they don't really know 
where they play into it. But when you dig into it and, and trust that God is in control, um, it's a game changer. And it was for me. And I, I so literally hundreds of times in college, I listened to that sermon jam. I would just walk, even when, when you know, a, the, a bunch of us who are in TPM now were living together, I would just get frustrated by the day. I would just go on a walk by myself down uh, by the river, by the U of M. And I would just play that sermon jam and use up all my data I had for that month. <laughs> and and uh, I would just think and like stare out at the city and just be like, my goodness, uh, which is fun because he actually calls out how terrible Minneapolis is in the sermon chat. Like <laughs> a wicked city of Minneapolis, uh, like all cities, of course, um, with with people in them. But uh, it, it was just super impactful for me. And I, I view God differently since. Yeah, that's a huge topic, man. I love hearing that. And I think I might be due to listen to that. Sermon would recommend <laughs> the sovereignty of God is that supremacy of Christ. Oh, the supremacy of Christ. Okay, yeah. well, same thing. No, <laughs> uh, awesome. So, just a, one final question: How? What is one of your favorite ways to practice your faith to actively walk with God on a day to day basis? I think the biggest one, um, hmm, probably reading reading the Bible. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. This answer has changed for me depending on what season of life I'm in. For sure. And, you know, I'm kind of trying to redefine what what does it look like where I connect most to God and kind of live it out right now. Um, having having moved back from Thailand and living overseas and kind of having a different cultural experience, I feel like over there I was much more focused on prayer mm-hmm. and, and relying on God because I just felt out of control and helpless and, like, out of my comfort all the time. Um, but now being back in a much more stable environment, it's kind of – I'm I'm rediscovering my love of of the Bible and how important it is and how how immensely large <laughs> all the different stories of God are and how much there is to take in and how it applies to our lives. Um, so it's it's something I I don't do every day yet, but I I long to because um, it it feeds us and you know it's just kind of crazy to think about you know uh, it was Peter who. Um, who said, you know, right, right before Christ was um, about to go to the cross, you know, like, Lord, um, where else would I go? You hold the words of eternal life. And those words are recorded for us, and we now have access 24-7, wherever in the world we are, to those words of eternal life. And why wouldn't we take advantage of that? Right, For sure, yeah. Seasons are real, and the Bible is good. Amen. Well, thanks, Matt. This has been really good. Um, uh, it's been great even learning more about you for myself. Uh, so I hope that uh, this interview was edifying to give it a little twist and everyone has a good week.